You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody. This is another episode of Locked On Texans on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team daily, your daily news, talk, Texans, and everything that comes in between. I am John, some sports guy, Hickman, and to the right of me, my guy always. Cody Davis. What's going on, John? I'm feeling better. You know, I'm I'm still fighting off the last little bit, but I am feeling better. I'm excited to do the show this week. Mm -hmm. Let's let's go ahead and get it in. You know, the Houston Texans, they seem to be feeling better about their chances this upcoming season. We're going to talk about what the franchise quarterback said in regards to the draft. You know, this past weekend, J.J. Watt had his charity Mm -hmm. raised a little bit over $1 million. Why is he the king of raising money? <laughs> what is it? What is it about Justin James Watt that people flock to him and give him money? I'm surprised he's not a pastor. People just give him money. Wow, this man is a pastor. But no, one thing about Justin James is it goes to charity. We know um, when Bob McNair passed away, Janice McNair, the late wife, she came in and she made it clear Nothing in regards to charity work for the Houston Texans will change. I don't know if you've ever been to the the YMCA off MLK. That YMCA alone speaks to what mm-hmm. the Houston Texans uh, does for the community. And he's picking it right back up, raised a million dollars with the baseball game, the charity this weekend. Uh, Jordan Atkins crushed one in the right field. I don't know if you did you see that. Yeah, I saw that. Crushed it. So if the Astros need some help during this little offseason, I think he even played some minor ball at one point. I don't know. I believe so. That's why he was able to crush it. It's 6'6", 6'5", 230 almost. They need to give him a call. They definitely need to give uh, one of the five tight ends that we have on our roster. We could take some time <laughs> Just off Just leave and go, and go to the Astros. For a few. You know, we have four more of you guys. Uh so that's that was very interesting and exciting. Today we're also going to dive into the AFC South. You know, we we normally wanted to do the around the league, around the the division, but the free agency and draft got hot, and um, just some other news. Texans promote John Richard to their national scout, national scout news for the Houston Texans. When we come back, back rather, let's bounce into what our franchise quarterback had to say. In regards to the draft, you won't want to miss this. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Rockets won. Astros won. Finally. Oh, what did they? They crushed somebody the other <laughs> oh, night, oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. um, Shout out to the Astros, Locked On Astros. Tech, speaking of Astros, Texans put in some good work on the baseball, on the diamond. Right, with um, the charity Saturday work. with the charity work, John. And it just seems like everyone in the city of Houston, the weather's been looking nice. Seems like everyone in the city of Houston is, is, has, has been happy. What's going on, though? You don't sound confident in your happiness right now. I, that's because I'm not. Talk to me. Talk to the listeners. 
I saw Endgame yesterday. Oh my gosh. And John, I, I, I don't want to accept the events that happened. Accept it. I do not want to accept it what happened. happened. You have to move on. I, I just can't. I feel like it's not time. It's time. It's definitely time. I, I don't like... I, it's It's tough. It's tough. Well, you know, I'm still trying to. I'm emotionally broken. Well, you know who was emotionally broken and physically broken last season? Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and he, I know he's ready to move on from getting sacked 62 times and getting hit over 120 times. Well, maybe he's ready to move on, but I'm not. He's ready to move on. So much so, you know, we had to draft last week or the week before last. We drafted Howard in the first round. We drafted Sharpen in the third round. And this is what he had to say. And I quote. We just find ways to get better, Watson said to the Houston Chronicle. The front office knows exactly what they want, what they want to do with the organization, and what we need to try to do to take the next step. I knew exactly where they were going to do in this draft and what they want to do in the future. We drafted two guys who came in, who can come in and compete, love football, and want to come in and learn. They're going to have an opportunity to come in, learn from veteran guys, and continue to try to make us better. Do you buy that? Yeah, to a certain extent. To a certain What is the certain extent? Because now since everything has happened with the draft and there are going to be certain takes that are going to come about, that's sports. That comes with commentary. That comes with analysts analyzing. That comes with everything with these hot takes. But once you have your first emotional outburst about what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have to take time in and let it sink in. And just like anything in sports, we've seen guys who we thought were going to be superstars, but what happened? They be bust. We've seen guys that flew under the radar and head scratches, like in our history in 2011, who mm-hmm. was drafted? Justin okay. James. Exactly. And there was a head scratcher. He's a three-time defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. So I think it is it's fair for everybody to realize, yeah, you're going to have your initial comments, concerns, but what's unfair is to judge without actually seeing the next level. So, when I'm asking, do you buy it? Was it one of those pure, I believe we have what it can take in these guys we brought in, not only the offensive lineman, which is an emphasis, but our other players, or was it one of those professional um, responses because Deshaun Washington is a really respectable and responsible guy. I believe him to a certain extent. You know, you take a look at the two players that they drafted, plus you look at who they signed in the offseason, Matt Khalil. Those signings... Head scratchers. Were, were head scratchers. Even the head two players that they drafted, it was head scratchers. And I, I kind of feel like if they would have went out and drafted, let's say, a Dalton Rosner or Andre Dillard, who There'd was, be more who, who was still of- on the board um, at that time, or at least they had one of them, I feel like we would have saw a more exciting Deshaun Watson. But, I mean, from that quote that you just read and from the research that I did, it seems like it I don't, don't want to put words in his mouth or anything or make it out to be a bigger situation than what it really is. But I kind of feel like Deshaun Watson is like us. It's like, yeah, you know, they took steps to improve their offensive line. They took steps to protect him, but at the same time, we don't know what Matt Khalil is capable of. I mean, he's getting up there in age. He's coming off yeah, an injury. You have two rookies that you're basically 
with at least the next three to four years is going to be the main focal point of your offensive line. So you still... You, you still you would don't hope, know. You would hope that that's the case. Exactly. So you still don't know what to expect. So he's just as, he sounds just as confused as us. Well, and the thing about it is, is it confusion? It could be, you know, simply because where he is from last year. Mm-hmm. Took a lot of hits. But the thing about it, when, when I looked at Howard, you know, they had him as a the second graded right tackle in his in the draft at his position. So that's a plus. When you look at what they drafted with Max in the second round after they drafted Lonnie Johnson Jr. out of Kentucky, mm-hmm. you know, he is going to be in play. Both of those guys, I believe, are in play right now for plug-and-play opportunities and positions. Yeah, they are. The Khalil, he's going to be able to compete. But like you said, he's coming off injuries and he's getting up in age. We haven't seen him uh, fully healthy combined with – Really good since his rookie year. Yeah, and I mean he hasn't really had a good full season since 2016 because the last two seasons, 17 and 18, he has been battling injuries. And you, as we all know, last year he missed all of all of last season. So, like I say, it just sounds like Watson is just as confused, maybe not as confused, but a little bit more op- optimistic about his offensive line more than we are. Right, and and that happens. The quarterback, you know, situation. His thing is, I just want to make sure I'm able to play. Yeah, to yeah, just to play, and and not only just to play, but to play at a high level for a long time. And the thing is, you mentioned in game, the Houston Texans are they're in this space of your expectations can't let you down, right? You go 11-5, you win in the division, right? Mm-hmm. Your expectations that you have from that, the in-game goal for you now is you don't want to do less than that, right? Yeah. But they're also in this really weird space of what are you going to do next? The uncertainty of what's going to happen next. So I think uh, that is very interesting to see how it's going to turn out. And another thing that affects the in-game you know, to have this little thing, I'm going to stay away from it, is what we're going to dive into next. Not only did you look for improvements, do you work on improvements, but you are one of four teams in a division that did pretty damn good in improving what they have on their roster and securing what they already had on their roster in regards to the coach. But before we move on to the AFC South, John, this is why, once again, it is highly important for Jadavian Clowney and the Texans to come to terms with a new contract. The draft is over. They didn't trade him. They did not. They did not trade him. You say, you just like you just said, the Texans cannot afford to take to take a step back after the improvements they after the improvements that they made last season. Once again, this is why Clowney and the Texans need to come to an agreement for a new contract. I don't know about you, but if they lose Clowney, the Texans are going to be holding on to a wild card playoff spot next season. If that, and with the improvements of the other teams in not only their division, but we're going to get to it, the entire conference of the AFC, there has been... A lot of changes, different makeup, 
in this in this conference. So we're going to be able to see how that affects everything. Exactly, and we're not and like you said, we're not just talking about the AFC South. We're talking about the entire the entire AFC. AFC. Today we're going to touch on the AFC South, but we are going to discuss the entire AFC, and they are in a position. I agree where you have to hold on to whatever you can that got you to 11 and 5 last season. But if you feel like you have something that can get you over that hump, then you explore it. But before we get out and go on to the AFC South, before you guys just break away for a, a little break, I know you're going to go in your car, you're going to go to school, you got to pick up your daughter, right? Before you go to pick up your daughter and take her to ballerina practice, take her to ballet practice so she can be the best ballerina in the world, you want to hear about some sports. I know you do. When you get in your car, when you buckle up, please drive safe. Tell your car on your smart device, play Locked On Texans podcast. All you have to do is just tell your smart device to play Locked On Texans podcast, and it will play right through your car. Easiest spot. When we come back, don't touch that dial, AFC South. Booming. I am Iron Man. Why you say that? Is that how you feel? Yeah, man. I saw Endgame. Guys, if you haven't seen Endgame by now, please go check it out. Don't be one of those people who cry because people post spoilers. It's been two weeks. But people been busy. I don't care. I almost didn't see you. I had to fight my way through my schedule. John. Whose fault is that? I didn't go to church yesterday because I wanted to see Endgame. Well, hey, I'm sorry. And yesterday was communion. Oh, it was first Sunday. Yeah. You missed first Sunday for yeah, Endgame? Because if I didn't see I yesterday I know what your morning, Endgame is. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, the Lord will find a way to use ZipRecruiter to see how good my resume is. And speaking of ZipRecruiter, ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't just stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job so you don't have to do none of the work. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spots like the top candidates so you never miss a great match. Trust me, I know. I partner with ZipRecruiter all the time. Whether I'm looking for a job or looking to send jobs out, ZipRecruiter is exactly what you need. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive website, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ziprecruiter.com slash locked on. Locked on is spelled L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash locked on. With resumes, everybody has to find some work experience, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's how you boost your resume. And to boost your resume, that means you have to go on jobs. You have to do things you may not want to do. But in the case of the NFL, the resume boosts because resumes are basically your chances of doing better. Well, the chances of doing better with your resume boosts whenever you go through free agency and draft players. And looking at the AFC South, the division that we talked about, you know, the, the same division our home team is in, mm-hmm. everybody got better, Cody. Ooh, boy, did they. Everybody got better. And now, looking over who was brought in, who was signed, who was kept in-house, the Colts did a lot of in-house signings, and they also had an amazing uh, draft, I believe. They had got Rocky Asin, the cornerback out of Temple. 
Paris Campbell, the receiver out of Ohio State, in the second round. So they'll be able to give T.Y. Hilton some help. Hopefully that'll be the second receiver they've always been wanting since they've gotten T.Y. Hilton. Because the Colts have always been known to have two dynamic receivers. Lately, it's only been T.Y. Hilton and a bunch mm-hmm. of other guys that had just been filling roles collectively, but not as well as you would want. Cody, what I'm going to ask you and the listeners when they're out there listening, who is the biggest threat to the AFC South champions right now? They have, you know, who, We know the AFC South champions are there. They're sitting in Houston right there off 16 mm-hmm. at the NRG. But we can't be blind to the fact that teams got tremendously better. To me, the biggest team in the AFC South, believe it or not, is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I only say this because they now have a professional and a good quarterback in Nick Wait, Foles. Was Blake Bortles not a professional? He was not a professional in my eyes. <laughs> and we not. all know how bad Blake Bortles were. Just think about it. 2017, they went 10 and 6 and took y'all, took the New England Patriots down to the wire. In the AFC Championship game. Yeah, that game was so unexpected. It, it really was. That game was good. I think the score, the final score was 24-20, if I'm not mistaken. You know, you and going into 2018, you thought that the Jacksonville Jaguars would take that next step. Build on it. And they were widely known as the 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 team that was going to win the division. And a exactly. lot of teams, a lot of people had them picked to bounce back. But it didn't happen. Exactly. Because Blake Borders, and I'm not going to put the entire blame on Bortles' shoulders. He got a lot. He got a lot. You go from 10 and 6, basically, what was it? Five minutes away from going to your first Super Bowl appearance in team history to 5 and 11. With the number seven pick. 5 and 11, you don't even, you don't even, they don't even sniff the playoffs. Right. No, no. 5-11, 5-11, now, you take a step back. Yes, they have made several key changes this offseason, but to me, the biggest change is signing Nick Foles. If Nick Foles can showcase the same potential that he showcased in Philadelphia that helped him win a championship, yeah, I know the defense did it, yeah, I know this and that and this and that, but at the end of the day, it was Nick Foles going out there throwing those touchdown passes. It was Nick Foles that went out there and almost upset it. My New Orleans Saints. So... If at the end of the day, if Nick Foles can still keep that high level of play with this team, and the team itself, even last year at five and level, five and eleven, the overall team still wasn't that bad. They right. just still needed, had one of the best defenses in the league. Exactly. They um, they was basically the Houston Texans before we before they got Deshaun Watson. All they needed was a quarterback. Right. They got that quarterback. I'm I am kind of excited to see what this team can do and what kind of damage they can do. Not only in the AFC as a whole, but inside their division. The thing that kind of scares me about the Jacksonville Jaguars, I I don't think they are the front runners or the most improved. I everything's still yet to see, right? Mm-hmm. We're just looking at yeah, yeah. Don't what, get me wrong. It's just paper on paper. Early predictions, like honestly, I don't even think I saw or heard anything yet out of the OTA. We so just don't, don't get me wrong. We just don't know. <laughs> It's kind of funny. We don't know what universe the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to come from. Yeah. That's the funny thing about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, we know they got their quarterback. Now, you you are one of the very few people who loves Nick Foles to the point that you do. But to the he's a, he's a, a Super Bowl MVP. He's led his team to the playoffs in back-to-back years. 
So we know the talent is there. He's also a guy that threw 27 touchdowns in this league with only two interceptions. Mm -hmm. When I look at the entire AFC South, excluding the Houston Texans, the one team that I feel had the best overall free agency, but more importantly, draft, the Tennessee Titans. When I look at what they did in the draft, they drafted Jeffrey Simmons, 19 overall, to boost that defensive line. We know they lost some players, but we, all, we also know that they added. They lost Brian Arakpo. He retired. But they also added players like Cameron Wake from Miami. They brought him in now, so and they're going to be getting their Jarrell Casey back. We know what Jarrell Casey can do for that defensive line, just that team period, that defense period. But what I really, really love was the second-round pick. A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss. Now, whatever quarterback you're going to get, whether it be Marcus Mariota, I am on the side of I believe Ryan Tannehill will beat Marcus Mariota out for the starting position Mm -hmm. because the element of a pure passing quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, can be compared to Marcus Mariota. You may now have, in the first time in a while, a true number one threat at receiver. And that is what I truly, truly can't wait to see whether what quarterback uh, they have under center. And then you look at they also brought in Nate Davis, guard out of North Carolina, Charlotte, uh, Imani Amani, uh, Hooker, the safety out of Iowa. I think Tennessee put themselves along with free agency in the best position to show everybody not only in the division but around the AFC that, okay, we're tired of being – the eight and eight, nine and seven, because that's what they've been having. Mm-hmm. Very middle of the pack years the last couple of seasons. And that gets frustrating. Also looking at what the coach did. Yeah, I was about to bring up the coach. I mean, forget, not forget, but their offseason moves aside. As long as Andrew Luck can stay healthy, that right there is a dangerous team. You a, saw what happened last dangerous. year. Which is why I, I want to put the emphasis on getting Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, another receiver on the outside. Mm-hmm. Because if T.Y. can get freed up some more, how much more damage can he do? So uh, It's scary. All, all of the teams, I believe, personally improved tremendously besides the Houston Texans. And that's, and that's, that's what scary scares part. me the most. I mean, you... you Every single team made drastic changes. Now, don't get me wrong. The Texans were not in a position where they need to make drastic, well, outside the offensive line. They were not in a position where they need to make drastic, drastic changes. But I kind of, I I keep alluding to this. This was my analogy last week, and I'm going to use it again this week. I kind of feel like the Texans knew they needed to fill some holes. So they, they tried to hit a home run. And they end up getting a, a a base hit on the first base. And the one thing about the Indianapolis Colts, they drafted pretty well to fill their needs as well. Mm-hmm. But they also brought in Devin Funches. I know he's not going to be – well, I'm not going to say I know, but Devin Funches has been a guy who has had a lot of expectations but not live up to him. Mm-hmm. They also brought in Justin Houston. We know what he can do when he's healthy. They brought in a third running back, Spencer Ware. We know what he can do when he's healthy. They also re-signed Pierre Desir, their cornerback. They they were able to go and re-sign guys, bring guys in, 
and not for a lot of money. They still have a lot of money to dish and dad and play with over there exactly. in Indy. So that is going to be the fun part to see how this division really shakes up alone. And then now when you look at that, you have to look at, okay, if one team doesn't win a division, what well, we'll get into later this week, wild card spots. The entire yeah, AFC the entire, has gotten better. Exactly. One team that has gotten tremendously better when the you add Cleveland when you wow. add Odell and, <laughs> and Kareem Hunt after eight games which I'm on the side of I don't believe he should be playing at least this year for what happened uh, but when you add that talent if you're, you don't win a division you have to worry about wild card spots again. exactly and you still gotta work honestly I don't care what nobody said when it comes to a wild card which I know we're gonna get into this next week I kind of feel like the wild card position later this week is going to be in the hands of Pittsburgh because yes, they lost Brown. Yes, they lost Le'Veon Bell. They also Bell. had an amazing draft. They had an amazing draft, and not only that, Juju Smith is ready to step up. Right. So that's still going to be a they talented team. Their defense. They're going to get back to what they and wanted. And of course, you cannot until Belichick and Tom Brady walks away from that team. You can never count out the New England Patriots. It's going to be fun. To so see. just that fast, you're looking at three playoff spots that could be taken. It's going to be it's going to be super fun to see how it's going to turn out. Right. Quick question. Where do you think, I know it's early, but where do you think the Texans will fall in a division when it's all said and done at the end of December? It's tough. I can't. I, I, you know, I really hate doing these too early predictions. Yeah, I know. That's why Which I call I way too early. Right, 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 way too early. I know we will revisit it when we get more information about what's going on mm-hmm. and we got to look at injuries and, you know, preseason and where it really kicks off. Right now, based off what I see, I still can see a – Nine and seven, ten and sixteen. Mm. But of course, we have to see how things play out. This is not the end game of the show, but this is the end of today's show. You guys will be able to check this out tomorrow. It'll be up on Facebook, Locked On Texas. We got some new likes, new people that are liking the page. Follow the page. So if you check this out, tell your friends. We're trying to get bigger and better. You know how it goes. And on Twitter, Locked On Texans, uh, at Locked On Texas, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your your team. Daily news, Texas talk, Bulls on Parade with a party twist. Cody, you want to leave them with anything? Please go see Endgame if you have not seen Endgame yet. I know, I've just been on the Endgame just. You've been really. Endgame has really messed me up the past 24 hours. Oh but gosh. it was a good movie, though. Well, until next time, this is John Some Sports Guy Hickman and always to the right of me. Cody Davis, and please follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And yes, the 24 is for Kobe Bryant. And I'm just Some Sports Guy. That's all. Until next time, peace. You are locked on Texas. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.